Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to All Other Business. We hope you all had a happy and healthy holiday season. I have to say, uh, my partner always invites me over for Christmas Eve dinner, and we had a great meal this year again. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, you do the you do the seven fish tradition on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, it's an Italian tradition. I guess uh, I don't know why they think it's based on the second seven, either seven sacraments or the seven hills of Rome or something. But that's our tradition. I have to say though, I know it's hard work for you, and you do a lot of cooking. But some of the some of them aren't fish. Like you serve shrimp and lobster and scallops. Technically, these are not fish. If it swims in the water. It's fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that simplifies it for me. Thank you very much. So today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about technology. I'm sure our listeners will have a lot to relate to around this. You know, it touches every part, every part of our life in the in the workplace. The cards that you you use to get into the building, telephone conferencing, computer programming. Handheld devices. All of this stuff now is just so commonplace. It's useful, but it also presents challenges. Ruination of society, technology. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> Things are so much simpler when we use pigeons. <laughs> First, I want to talk about, I got to get this off my, my chest here. Those ID cards, we have those ID cards to get into our building now. Yeah. Use those sliding doors to get in. And they're right below the waist, high, you know, right below the waist. Yeah. And every time I swipe my card, it never opens fully. So always we're getting crushed as I'm walking through the door. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I don't I don't know if it's my card particularly, but I'm always getting smashed in the groin every time I try to get into work. <laughs> I, I try to get that off my chest because that's Obviously, technology that's out to get me personally. <laughs> I don't see anyone else having that issue. But I don't know. My door opens like three, two quarters of the way, or whatever, and boom, I get hit right in the groin. Right in the groin. I didn't know you had to wear a cup to work, but I might have to start doing that. See, but that is so symbolic of life in the workforce, right? Kicking the groin every day. <laughs> the groin every day. If it's not in the butt, it's in the groin. Good thing I don't go in backwards. <laughs> well, you know, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. There's all this technology out there, but it backfires sometimes. I don't think doesn't people work. Really, doesn't work. I would be so happy if someone could invent a printer that didn't jam up. Right. right. Here we are. It's 2015 now, and when you need it most, and you're under the crunch, what happens? Paper jam all well, the time. The biggest, the biggest scam now with printers is that toner crap. Who decided to use color? What was wrong with black and white? I know. Now you get this magnolia. I mean, I don't even know the names of these things. Sorry, that was by mistake. <laughs> I didn't know magnolia got you all excited. Well, see, with technology, I can't even master these sound effects. They're too complicated for me. But, um, but there's like four or five different types of toner, and you have no idea what they're called. They have the weirdest, instead of saying blue, yellow, they have different names. And you can't even figure out on your printer what to change. I'm, I'm the type of guy who now, if I see a paper jam, I walk away. Because I can't figure out how to fix it. You open up the cabinet, and then there's all these knobs and levers, right? You got, you got instructions, and I can't figure it out. 
I don't know. I always found paper jams challenging, and I enjoyed that. I would take apart the whole printer. <laughs> and then, but you knew you're in trouble. Some roller thing came out that was black and hot. That couldn't be good. I don't think that was supposed to come out for a paper jam. So you're the guy who actually dives in and fixes. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that. Well, I want to find out where that damn piece of paper is jammed. The paper disappears. It goes, where's it go? Then so the technology is they have that key that goes lights up. There's a key. Okay, and that's like you, you can't repair that. You're done. You, you screwed up so bad, you got to call the engineer. And I've been in that situation. Like, all right, wise guy, you tried everything. Screw you. The key's going on. You better call the engineer. And then the engineer comes and he's like, hey, who's been taking my machine apart? <laughs> Where's that roller? <laughs> one of my biggest problems is and we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes is that now you can't hide you're always available right you walk around with the blackberry you can log in from home you're on 24 7 now you have to make a point to shut off the device don't answer the text there are very few things that have to be fixed right away right yeah, but biding time is no longer you, you can't buy time years ago when we first started and technology really wasn't an issue you could always say put it in the mail that at least bought you five days before you had to do anything now instantaneous there's no right. more five days waiting periods so really you have to be very efficient and you have to respond quickly today years ago that wasn't the case I, I missed those days I, I guess it's good at times though I you know Especially like if, when you forget your passwords now, and these, at least now you can get a text telling you what your new email is because you forgot. I mean, your password is because you forgot your old password. That helps. That helps, but I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because one of the big issues with dealing with all of these systems is the password, and every system has its own rules for a password. You know, they're telling you, one system is telling you it's got to be eight characters. I need a cap letter, I need a small letter, I need numbers, but they can't be the same numbers. I need a special character, I need something in Arabic. You know? What do you like the technology now is telling us and insulting you as you're trying to create a password? <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like you put in like the eight characters like, and, and, and it comes back and goes, really? You're going to use that one? <laughs> Even I knew that. They think you're creative, so you put your birthday, you put capital A for April, and you know, a capital A instead of uh, a lowercase A, and they say, what, what do you think, we're stupid? Don't use your birthday, moron. Do something else. Right. This is the or, machine talking to you now. Your password is weak. You're yeah, weak. weak. How do you like that? You're weak. worthless. Weak. Getting better. Come on. You're almost there. How do you like those? That's the terms they use. <laughs> One more shot before I shut you down. <laughs> and then, to top it all off, you're forced to make this complicated password, and then they tell you don't write it down. Because, right. God forbid, somebody should find it, right? Then how are you supposed to remember it? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, the weak ones were easy to remember. But you can't use those anymore. Yeah. Mets suck. Yeah. And I can remember. <laughs> That's a weak one, because they already know that. Anybody can figure that out. They can figure that one out. So you put the M-E-T. My, here's my complaint. It's meant to help us, but oftentimes it doesn't. It's meant to make our lives easier, but oftentimes it makes it more complicated. How about this, like web hosting? Like I've set up meetings where 
you want to share a document with the people in the conference call. So you set up a web hosting session, right? You're presenting your document, and then all of a sudden somebody says, I'm getting nothing but gray. <laughs> I, I can't see anything. And then you got to stop the meeting and, and talk this faff ahead through the process. Okay, number one, have you turned your computer on? <laughs> yes. Okay. The best part of that is you notice when you go to those, you do those webinars or whatever, if you don't hit a space or a button on your computer, it will turn off the computer. The screensaver will come on. Right. And that's when the people freak out. Oh, no, I lost the screen. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm seeing a picture of my cat. <laughs> but part of the problem is that things are changing so quickly. When I was a technology manager, we started off with mainframe, which was those green screen terminals everybody used. Remember those? Then we moved to something called client server, because people started getting desktop computers. And that meant you installed a piece of software on your computer, and then that communicated with a server or a database. Right. Then we went to the web, which is where we are now. Now, every, mostly everything is delivered through the browser, right? Now, this new thing, the cloud. Everything's on the cloud. I, I don't know what this cloud is, but I have one big black one following me. <laughs> and it's raining all the time. Yeah. So there's all of this technology that you need help with. You ever get the manual, to the, the instructions from your company to install Citrix on your laptop? It's like, you know, okay, first open this link, then download this, then take a handful of salt, throw it over your left shoulder, you know? <laughs> And it's like, of course you're not going to get it right. It takes several tries, and then eventually, eventually, you have to call the, the help, help desk. desk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to say that we're not allowed to install anything on, on our computers, and we have to use the <laughs> help desk? Now, let me ask you a question. How many times... Have the help desk actually helped you? Um, you know, to be honest with you, it's a challenge. I mean, I've had situations where uh, I tried to get into this one application that we need, you know, it's an HR application, and I can't get into it anymore, and they, and they can't figure it out. And of course, their lame excuses is, oh, we don't support that, that version anymore. Well, first of all, a lot of the help desks as we know, are outsourced to other countries, right? right? So the first challenge is to try and understand what the hell they're saying, right? They're, right. they're speaking you know you're in English. When they ask you how the Dodgers are doing in February. You're <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they try to establish this rapport, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, they're thousands of miles away, which is, you know what, I'm not going to, we can do a whole show on outsourcing and, and so forth. But here I am. I can't get into my computer. Something's not working. I'm just trying to get the damn thing fixed. And the first thing i got to do is I'm always asking these folks, please slow down. A lot of them speak English very, very rapidly, and I can't understand what they're saying, right? So please slow down. But what I think the crux of the problem is is that they're performance rated on how many tickets they close. Not if they solve the problem, but if they close the ticket. Here's well, an example. Is solving the problem while they're closing the ticket? Not necessarily. Here's an example. Okay. I was working from home, and I couldn't get in through Citrix, 
okay? There was a problem. I couldn't figure it out, so I called the help desk. They suggested a few things. Nothing worked. They said, let me take this offline, and I'll get back to you. In the meanwhile, I had to get my work done, so I called a friend of mine at work. He told me what to do. I fixed it, okay? I'm happy now. I'm up and running. Five o'clock, the help desk calls back, and they say, did you get your problem resolved? And I said, yes, no thanks to you. My friend talked me through it. And they said, oh, great, so I can close the ticket now? Oh, wow. So all they care about was that's how they're judged, you know. How, that's the metric that they use, how many tickets they get resolved during the day, whether they solve the problem or not. Oh, okay. I see now. I understand. Yeah. But the, the help desk, they really don't know. Well, today it's easy because now they can actually get into your computer. Years ago, they couldn't do that. Now they can actually log into your computer. You ever done that? Yes. And they take control over your computer? And that can be helpful. At the same time, it just delays the process of them not knowing what's going on. Well, that's right. Their solutions to a lot of problems are not real solutions. Like, for example, well, we really can't figure this out. So what we'll, what we'll do is we'll send somebody over, and he'll wipe your hard drive clean, and we'll start from fresh. I'm like, how does that help me? Are you telling me that I as a... I've a guy here today when you're 20,000 miles away from us. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be there 12 hours. What? <laughs> we'll put him on the first flight out. The total cost for this charge will be $17,000. <laughs> and there's a layover in San Francisco. <laughs> Well, the worst part of client service now, customer service, is getting somebody. Because now technology is press one if you speak English. Press two if you don't speak English. Press three if you want this. Press four. By the time they go through the menu, you, you probably figured out the problem. I know. You can't I, even get anybody. I just keep it zeros every time and hope that works. You know, one thing you got to be careful of, this is not work-related, but it is on the topic of technology. There's a scam out there where people are calling and saying they've noticed that there's a problem with your computer. I'm offering this as a public service to our listeners, and really it's a scam. What they want to do is get access to your computer and start stealing some information or planting some stuff on there. Or sometimes they actually pretend to fix a problem, and then they, they want to bill your credit card. Right, they hold your computer ransom. They hold your computer ransom, you know, so basically if you don't pay, they now have access to your computer and they can, you know, How do they some damage know to it. That you're even on the computer, that you're having a problem. They don't. It's it's a complete phishing Random scam. call? Random calling, uh, and they'll point you to like a Windows log where there are some alerts which are perfectly normal. And they'll say, see, you've got all these alerts, and then you'll go, oh, no. And then you'll give them access to your computer if you don't really understand that this is a scam and they can do some serious damage. There's a lot more risk now than there used to be, in my opinion. You know, I, I think so. I think there's more exposure. And, and, and we haven't even touched on hacking. Well, I would be happy if my own company could protect my data. Let me tell you a little story. Around 9-11, we were forced to move to a temporary office because our building was right next to the World Trade Center. So we moved uptown uh, to a temporary office, and they had outsourced the installation of computers and the maintenance of computers to a firm. And it turns out one of those uh, consultants hacked into a desktop and stole a lot of personal information. Wow. 
So my own company couldn't protect my personal information. And, and, and uh, they never catch these guys. What, where do these guys go? I mean, <laughs> they never catch any of these guys. They, they just, they, in cyberspace, you never find these people. Well, you know what? These guys are actually brilliant, and I wish they would use their genius for good rather than evil. We're, we're seeing a lot of hacking in emails now in, in corporations where uh, one of the, uh, maybe the controller will get an email from the CEO say, saying send a wire or something. And they have no idea that it's not from the CEO because it looks like it's from the CEO, and they send a wire. They 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 doing what their boss tells them to do. Wow. And it's it's very disturbing because they they really first of all have your email list. They know who to send the email to. But what does this teach us now? Because there's a lot of hacking going on. We know that. We know like Sony got hacked, and uh, you know their emails were exposed and so forth. What does that tell you? Go back to Morse code. Go back to Morse code first and foremost. Yeah. But secondly, be very careful what you write in an email. You know? That's a, that's a show in itself. A lot of people don't get that. You know, they'll, they'll put all of this stuff in an email that's completely inappropriate. And, uh, you know, they just, you, you got to be careful. Somebody, if not a hacker, your company is watching. You know, that they have the technology to make sh to to monitor what you are uh, writing in an email, and if certain keywords come up and so forth, you know, you may get a phone call from HR. So be careful. We we do have what they call spyware now, and and spyware actually does exactly that. If you use certain type of language, they will then start monitoring your emails. And one woman at work, uh, a story that I know of. She put in here, I, I can't take this crap anymore. <laughs> and crap was like the word that set off the, um, the spyware. Yeah. And they started monitoring her emails from that point on. And they detected that sh this person um, was saying a couple of things that she shouldn't have been saying, like how she hates her job and she's not doing anything today. Uh, she's just searching the web and things like that. And saying, <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Talk about incriminating yourself. Jeez, oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. There's look, folks. There's no privacy anymore. This one person was sending articles that were suggestive, and he got caught. Oh, huh. I got brother is back. I'm telling you, this is uh, you know, 1984 all over again. Wasn't that the, the book? Yeah, good, good reference. Good yeah. reference. Thank you very much. People yeah. are probably watching us right now. Not many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we have anything to worry about. <laughs> but I think the general theme here is that, you know, your your privacy, there's no such thing as privacy anymore, you know, because the technology exists where anything that you write, anything that you say on the telephone at the office can be um, used against you. So you have to be very, very careful. We had one person, before we go, uh, was logging in on our HR system, her hours, on her phone. So she was never really in the office. And, you know, she would say she was in at 9 o'clock when we would see her physically at 9.30. And the only way we could prove that was we have cameras on the door. So she, was, she couldn't say she was there at 9 when she first came in at 9.30, you know, on, wow. the, on the film. So... 
You're being watched everywhere. Oh my God. I'm freaking out now. Yeah. Christmas Eve, uh, a couple of years ago, we had, you know, we get a lot of food delivered to us from vendors or whatever, thanking us for all our work and stuff like that. Some, you know, some clients and us stuff. So we had all these cookies in our in the, in, the, in the lunchroom, and the next day we come back and the cookies were gone. So this was like, a, you know, this is like a mystery. What happened to the cookies? And it was like one wolf. Let's go to the let's go to the videotape. And sure enough, on the videotape, you see the cleaning people taking out the cookies. They stole our cookies. That's low. That was low. And the sad part is they didn't realize they were on film. You can't deny it. Actually, they were fired for that. Stealing cookies. Imagine that. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any worse crime than stealing somebody's cookies. No, you just don't be stealing people's cookies. You know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little depressed right now after this conversation. I, I, you know what I want to do? I want to close the blinds, and then I was going to watch the football game, but now I'm afraid they're going to be looking at me through the television. <laughs> <laughs> you see the football hit you in the head. How did that happen? <laughs> All right. Well, good talking to you as always. So um, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs>